can distinctly remember us sitting in the dresser room and hearing the crowd even before we, we came out onto the ice, um, you know, and, and, and remarking about, like, you know, whether it was words or whether it was just kind of eyes popping kind of uh, reactions. Um, I know it was it was all new to us and, and you know, the, the, the fact that everything just was louder, you know, uh, whether it was the music, um, you know, the PA announcer, whoever it might have been, like, it just, um, you know, it was just, it was excitement that I don't think any of us had experienced at that point, which is pretty unique. And Hi there. Welcome to the show. I'm Lucas Savali. This is Crunch Chronicles. It's so great to be with you once again here today, and we appreciate you tuning in as always. Another great guest lined up for the program here this week. We continue the trend of looking back at the original Crunch team, the team from the 1994-1995 season. Over the last few weeks, we've had Brian Loney on the program. We had John Baduk last week, and we round out the trio this week with another one of those former and original Crunch players, defenseman Brent Tully. Brent Tully joined the organization ahead of that 1994-95 season. He's a Peterborough, Ontario native. He played his junior hockey at home with the Peterborough Peets. Spent a couple of seasons there. Actually started his pro career right at the end of the 93-94 season. Played one regular season game with the Hamilton Canucks. Played one game in the playoffs as well. Scored a goal in his one playoff game with the Canucks that season in the American Hockey League. And then as we all know, the Canucks moved to Syracuse, became the Syracuse Crunch. And he really began his pro career with the Crunch in that first Syracuse season. 63 games for Brent Tully. Six goals, three assists for nine points. 160 penalty minutes as well as a rookie for Brent Tully next year 52 games played 16 points for him that was a career high in the American Hockey League and then he wrapped up his career in 96-97 with 26 games played with a crunch he had six points that season after that he went over to Europe played in Germany for a couple of seasons from the 97 season through the 2001-2002 season So he had lots of experience playing over there in Europe, and that's where he finished his playing career. He's a guy who's been back in Syracuse. He was here for the 25th anniversary celebration a few years ago, and he's a great guest. It was a wonderful conversation to talk about that original Crunch team and more. He really looked back fondly at his three seasons with the Crunch, and he is this week's guest on Crunch Chronicles. It is defenseman Brent Tully. Well, it's uh, first the pleasure uh, to be a part of this. Um, you know, always, uh, always having ties uh, as an alumnus to, to the Crunch is, is certainly a huge honor. So um, it never goes away as, as per the reunion that we had uh, a few years back um, uh, from that original team to, you know, being involved with this here today. So it's, it's a real pleasure. And, and I'm, uh, I'm still, uh, I'll say back in my hometown of Peterborough, Ontario. So, not too terribly uh, far from Syracuse uh, by any stretch, but um, yeah, I work uh, for for our country's uh, largest insurance company, uh, Canada Life. Uh, now I've been with them for uh, 19 years. So basically, from when I retired from pro hockey, I uh, joined this organization and uh, been fortunate to have. Uh, been with them the past 19 years. Uh, it's awesome to have that consistency and, and that success with uh, one place, of course. Uh, yeah, what what has post-hockey life been like for you? You retire from the game, and, and uh, it seems like you've settled in quite nicely. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, 
it's, uh, you know, when, when you get together with, with guys that you played with, um, you know, I, I think uh, anyone will say something similar to the effect that, uh, you know, it really does seem like yesterday and time goes by fast and all those cliches and, and they're very true. Um, you know, and, you know, it's been, uh, it's been a pleasure to, uh, certainly have had those experiences. I, I, you know, I've gone to Europe, uh, for about five years, uh, post Syracuse and, and, uh, I guess from a, a retirement standpoint from the game, I was still pretty young, 28. So, um, you know, being able to jump into a career that, uh, you know, I was prepared for and looking forward to being a part of, uh, maybe just not that quickly, um, you know, it's been a real benefit to me and, you know, fortunate uh, to have two uh, healthy sons, um, you know, that, uh, you know, dabbled in the game a little bit. Um, my uh, oldest son played uh, for a number of years competitively and uh, my younger son, uh, Emerson, is actually a competitive swimmer. So he has uh, grand plans of um, finding a, a good swim scholarship in the U.S. at some point in the not-so-distant future. So, so it's, uh, it's been great. Uh, you know, still involved in the game uh, quite uh, heavily. I, I currently coaching a, a minor hockey uh, U13 uh, AAA program here in Peterborough and, um, you know, been involved at the junior A level um, in previous years where I ran a junior A team in, in Coburg, Ontario, um, uh, which was a phenomenal experience as the general manager of that team. And um, we were fortunate enough to be Canadian champions uh, back in 2017. So uh, you, you never lose the game. Uh, at least most of us don't. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty proud to say I'm still still giving back uh, uh, to this day. Yeah, that's wonderful to hear. And, and I was going to ask about your time in terms of the coaching GM uh, side of things. What was that experience like to, uh, to have the opportunity to give back in the game, like you said, in that way and, and to stay involved over the years? Well, you know, it was it was remarkable on a lot of fronts. Um, you know, certainly uh, brings you back to your time as a player. Um, you know, dealing with uh, uh, teenagers, you know, between seventeen and nineteen, and and then um, you know, getting the chance to uh, compete at the level that we did. Um, you know, it was it was certainly a huge honor uh, for us. We actually hosted uh, those Canadian championships and. Um, you know, you never, you never think you necessarily are going to win, you know, as, as confident as you are and as much hard work as you put in, you, you know, you, you can't quite envision that, uh, that final, um, game, but, um, you know, we had a bunch of, uh, really hardworking kids that, uh, very blue collar team for sure. And, and, um, you know, it was, uh, it was quite, uh, quite an experience and a, and a great way to be rewarded for a lot of hard work that so many people put into any organization at any level as, as you're all too well aware. So, um, you know what, it's, uh, it, it's been great. And, you know, I think any of us that have had an opportunity to play at that pro level, um, you know, it's not always coaching, but you know what, there's, there's something you can give back, uh, whether it's at the minor hockey level or junior level, 
um, that's going to be valued experience. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And 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 like you said, you've got two sons who are uh, well, one active or at least was active in playing the game. One, uh, as you say, a swimmer as well. From from your experience that you took away from pro hockey, I mean, first of all, what's what's it been like to follow their journeys of of what they're looking to do and accomplish in the, in the in the athletics realm? And and you know, what advice were you able to give them from what you experienced over the years in in uh, going through your journey as well? Well, you know, I, I think that the biggest piece of advice, and, and you know, I was really fortunate. Um, as much as the game has changed, and athletics has changed in, in that time frame, um, you know, I had a real supportive uh, uh, set of parents that, um, you know, pushed to the, you know, I'll say the right degree, um, you know, where it was in, encouragement. And, you know, if you weren't doing um, as well as you maybe should have been, uh, you, you heard about it, but in a, in a positive way, um, you know, there was never a pressure to, uh, be playing or be playing at the highest level. Um, you know, and then I've kind of passed that along to, to my boys is that, um, you know, you, you have to love what you're doing, you know, at some point it gives, if you truly don't have a passion for anything that you're doing. Right. And especially when you're dedicating so many hours to, to getting better at uh, whatever sport or, you know, line of business or whatever it might be that uh, one pursues. So, you know, uh, that's been the, the biggest message is, you know, um, be passionate about it. And if you, if you don't love it, um, that's okay too. You can, you can do something recreationally and, and uh, have a lot of fun at it, but um, you know, you gotta, you gotta want to be there every day or as many days as it takes. Um, if you want to continue to compete and, and be the best that you can be. Yeah, there's no doubt that translates to uh, really every uh, every walk of life, as you said, as well, uh, which is uh, which is great advice to give for sure. Uh, Brent Tully, our guest here on Crunch Chronicles. Brent, we'll start to shift uh, towards your time now with the Crunch. You were here, as we say, at the very start of the Crunch franchise back in 1994. You spent three seasons with the Crunch through the 1997 season. Uh, before we kind of dive into some more of the specifics, just, uh, you know, your general thoughts thoughts on on your uh, three seasons spent with the crunch well i mean you know what, what sounds like such a short period of time in three years um you know the reality is um you know it's 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 a huge memorable block of time um uh, when you reflect on it and you know i think especially as uh you know a 20 year old um you know turning professional and and that particular year that inaugural year we had a we had quite a young team um, as far as the American hockey league goes. And so there was a lot of us that it was, you know, either our first time away from home or certainly traveling a, a fair distance from home. And um, so we were a really tight unit and um, you know, so many, so many guys that uh, you know, you maybe had played against in the past or whatnot and, and to come together and, and, you know, and to beyond that to be able to see, uh, guys grow both in Syracuse and then beyond, um, you know, is, was certainly something that you maybe don't appreciate at the time, but as years go by, you certainly do. And, you know, and just remember, uh, the city welcoming us, um, so, so well, um, you know, I know there was a ton of excitement with, you know, it being a, a new franchise and, and whatnot, but, um, you know, it was, it wasn't just at the rink. I mean, you know, whether you looked at restaurants or uh, different places of business, um, you know, there were so many, so many memorable uh, people that um, didn't have anything to do with the crunch that, 
that played a big part in, in us feeling welcome. And, and certainly, um, you know, whether they realized it or not, when, you know, I had a bunch of younger guys, um, you know, adapting to a new environment, that was, that was a huge, huge part for, for all of us. And certainly a, a huge memory for me. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned it there with the excitement in the city and the buzz, I guess, going around town, heading into that first season in 1994, you know, what does that do for a, a player and a team? I mean, you saw, you were there for what, one game with the Hamilton Canucks before the franchise moved here to Syracuse, but you come into a new situation, a new city and, and, uh, and a city that hadn't had pro hockey in almost 15 years to, uh, coming into an environment like that, what did that do for you and, and for the team coming into a new city like Syracuse? Well, it, it did nothing, but I think elevate everybody's performance. Um, you know, certainly, um, you know, it was probably, at least for me, um, you know, I'll say the loudest crowd uh, that I'd ever played in front of, um, you know, and I, I think that part of that was, um, you know, maybe, <laughs> I don't want to stereotype, but the U.S. versus Canadian uh, crowds at uh, at sporting events, um, you know, is maybe a little bit different. But um, you know, certainly, you know, I remember being blown away. Certainly, even that opening night, uh, you know, having I think it was Evander Holyfield dropped the ceremonial first puck, and and you know, and and I hope I have that right. I, I think, think it was it was Riddick Bow, I believe. Uh, Riddick Bow. Riddick Bow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know my boxing better, but <laughs> but 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 just to be around, like you know, and he, I remember him hanging around, uh, you know, the guys there previous to the game and and whatnot, and you know, and just like I said, the excitement of of. Um, you know, knowing that you're a, you've turned professional. You're in a you're in a city that's embraced the the team um, so well, and and uh, you know, I think it just uh, you know it, it it helps. Like I said, it 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 helped more than we probably realized at the time to help people feel more comfortable and and to perform better on the ice. And and you know, for having a pretty young team, um, you know, I thought we did uh, we did quite well as far as you know. I, I think at least for the majority of the season, I want to say our oldest player was 23. So, I mean, I don't know how that compares today necessarily, but um, at the time, you know, certainly there was a lot more veterans, I'll say, um, throughout the league that uh, had quite a bit of pro experience. But, uh, you know, we we, we managed uh, quite well as a young group. Yeah, and that laid the foundation for where the Crunch are today now, entering the 28th season of Crunch Hockey, which is just remarkable to think of. You, you touched on opening night a little bit already with uh, with Riddick Bow there, and there was so much I mean, you know, pomp and circumstance going on throughout the course of that night leading up to that very first Crunch game, and uh, the Crunch are kind of throwing things back to that for the uh, the home opener this year with the, the first time that fans will be in the building in over 600 days. It's kind of a similar scenario to that fir- very first Crunch game so many years ago. Uh, you mentioned it already a, a bit, but you know what what was it like that first Crunch game? Uh, just uh, everything surrounding it, all the uh, the fanfare leading into that first one. Well, I, th- I think that the biggest part was, you know, I can I can distinctly remember us sitting in the dresser and and hearing the crowd even before we we came out onto the ice, um, you know, and 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 remarking about like, you know, whether it was words or whether it was just kind of eyes popping kind of uh, reactions. Um, I know it was it was all new to us, and and you know the 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 fact that everything just was louder, you know, uh, whether it was the music. Um, you know, the PA 
announcer, whoever it might have been, like it just, um, you know, it was just, it was excitement that I don't think any of us had experienced at that point, which is pretty unique. And, um, you know, I know that, uh, you know, we were ready to go. And obviously when, you know, something's new, you want to, um, you know, there's, there's everybody trying to make their mark, uh, as a pro hockey player, but at the same time, you know, I'd say, you know, just about all the guys, you know, take a lot of pride in where you are playing. And, you know, so there's certainly, there was a lot of, a lot of desire there to, to make a positive impact and, and, uh, uh, you know, and, and to be able to maintain that support, you have to obviously maintain a good product. So both, uh, both starting off that way. And as you mentioned, um, you know, it's, it's quite remarkable to think it's uh, 28 years later and, um, the, the fans are, are still there in, in droves and, and the support and obviously the product on the ice is, is fantastic as well. Yeah, we're very fortunate, very, uh, very, uh, very proud of the support that the Crunch have been able to garner over the years. And, and like I said, it's it's in part because of that foundation that was laid back in 1994. Uh, I, I think, you know, every team obviously forms a pretty special bond uh, with each other as a, a season goes from start to finish. Uh, maybe we're a little biased because this that 1994-95 Crunch team in Crunch history has a very special place in all of our hearts. But what about you guys? Uh, is there a, a special place in, in you know, your memory because that was the first year of that team in this city or, or is it just kind of like any other year? No, no. I think that's where, you know, as, as I, I kind of mentioned off the top, like just the fact that, you know, uh, as you get older, <laughs> um, you know, three years seems like a, a much shorter time span. Right. And um, whereas, you know, still reflecting on it to this day, um, to think that, uh, you know, all the great memories and I, and, you know, I've got to, you know, go back to even, um, you know, the reunion that we had, uh, a few years ago, you know, it just, you know, there's people there that ran into, um, you know, from a fan standpoint that you've forgot about, you can't possibly remember everybody. Right. But people that came, you know, uh, to introduce themselves into a couple of the events that were part of that uh, weekend. And, and then of course the staff, and, you know, I got to, you know, uh, mentioned Jim Sorosi in particular, right? I mean, like it was there from day one, right? Uh, Howard Dolgan obviously was there from day one. I mean, um, it's just, it's remarkable to, to go back and that what was 25 years later, you know, to see these people that, uh, you know, started with the franchise and, and have been there for that long. Um, you know, you knew they were good people and, and, uh, and solid people, uh, getting to know them those first few years, but it speaks uh, that much more um, for all the people that have been involved from so that that length of time. And of course, you're going to have turnover, but um, successful people bring in successful people, and and obviously that's been you know a huge part of of, of why uh, the crunches thrived. Uh, this long. Yeah, leadership has been great for the Crunch uh, since the very beginning of the uh, franchise back in 1994. Uh, that first season was your rookie year, like you said, uh, and you know we see it still to this day. Uh, you see a player come in when they're 20 years old into the American Hockey League, and a year or two, three years later, uh, just the growth as a person, maturity-wise, on and off the ice is is you know you can't help but see it. For you, what did it mean? Like, what, what was what did it mean to you to to kind of grow up in this city as a part of this organization? 
organization going through that uh, pretty crucial phase, I guess, of a life as a, as a young 20-year-old? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it was, it was interesting from the standpoint of, um, again, you know, it was, it was unique, I think, in the, the, the fact that we had so many younger guys that, that uh, I know I mentioned, but that in itself, um, everybody had to lean on one another. So, um, you know, whether it was the hockey related aspect or if it was just life living away from the rink and, you know, and, and I, with the supporting cast that we had, um, you know, it was, it was obviously huge for us, um, to have some great support there in Syracuse and, you know, and, and I think for myself, um, you know, it was certainly a shock to the system as I'm sure it was for, for so many guys and that, you know, again, first time away from home, I played my junior hockey uh, in my hometown. So I hadn't been living away like some of the guys previous. Uh, so that was new to me. And, you know, and, and certainly, you know, playing on a stage where, you know, there's a lot more attention, of course, you know, from the NHL level and, and throughout the American Hockey League. And, um, you know, I just think that, uh, you know, whether it was coaches or staff or, you know, members of the public, quite frankly, in Syracuse, and of course, uh, you know, our players, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, you don't, you don't often, uh, because it's tough to keep track of guys, um, because of, of the movement, of course, and, and people living all over the world, quite frankly. Um, but to, you know, to have reunions or, you know, if you're connected to the hockey world, you're going to, you're going to reconnect with people. And, and, uh, that's been such a, such a, a blessing I'll say, because it's been so great to be able to run into people, um, you know, years along much, much after that, uh, beginning. And it's, you know, you pick up conversations like, like they were yesterday versus 25 to 28 years ago. So, um, really, really fortunate. Well, you mentioned some guys and reunions, and we've had two of uh, the guys who were here for the 25th anniversary uh, reunion a few years ago. We've had them on the show as well. Uh, I, I'd like a thought on both of them. We'll start with Brian Loney. He was on uh, just this past uh, week or so. Uh, what do you remember from Brian Loney then, and uh, and what's that relationship like now? Well, <laughs> Again, uh, you know, I, I, I smile. You can't see it, but I, you know, a smile pops onto my face uh, um, when when you say his name. Uh, uh, quite a character, a funny guy that uh, you know was certainly a a good teammate and uh, a good friend uh, while in Syracuse, and and um, you know, obviously had a taste of success uh, with Vancouver in the NHL, and and then over in Europe, uh, where I ended up playing against him a little bit in Germany, and. Um, you know, since then, um, haven't had a lot of close contact with Brian, but, but was able to, um, run into him, uh, at the rinks, uh, because of his son, and my son playing. So, you know, there's an example of, you know, the relationships that, uh, you know, you, you end up, um, you know, reconnecting at some point. And, you know, then of course now with, the way things are and, and they weren't uh, then uh, where it was so easy to be able to text somebody or, or connect on social media or whatnot, um, which is super easy today, obviously. And, and um, you know, so, you know, there lies within the ability to, you know, to stay connected um, that much easier and, and uh, yeah, nothing but great memories of, of uh, Brian. And then the next name, uh, what's, what's the first thing that pops to mind when I say John Baduke? 
<laughs> well, uh, I, I don't think I need to say a lot more when it comes to the hockey side of things um, that everybody that's uh, familiar with the original team uh, doesn't know. And, you know, John became a, a, a really good friend um, while in Syracuse. And, um, you know, him and his, his wife, Wendy, and, and uh, you know, we... <laughs> You know, John was just, um, you know, the consummate teammate. I mean, you know, it, it was very visible from, you know, the fan standpoint of, uh, of him protecting uh, his group, um, to put it mildly. And, you know, and, and, and off the ice, uh, real gentle guys, the community and the fan base would have uh, obviously experienced a lot. Um, you know, and, and again, you know, the type of person that, uh, you know, connect with once in a while for sure. Um, you know, him living out uh, in Alberta is not uh, not close enough to see on a frequent basis for sure. But, um, you know, that was, uh, again, another, you know, another example of a, of a tight friendship and, and great memories of, uh, you know, uh, one, of, one of the more memorable teammates that, that I ever had. Yeah, and a fan favorite for sure here in Syracuse in his time here as well. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, away from the uh, rink a little bit, just what was it like uh, living in the city? You kind of touched on it a little bit. You know, you were away from home for the first time, but what was it like to just live in, in Syracuse uh, for your couple of years uh, back in the 90s? Well, I mean, it was uh, fantastic. I mean, you know, certainly, you know, when I some of the things that pop into mind, and you know, it's it's not a plug for for Tully's by any stretch, but I mean, it, it was pretty unique to have um, a restaurant chain with, with your surname. Um, <laughs> you know, which I mean, so many years later, I could probably uh, claim I could ownership. Probably tell people it's named after me, right? Yeah, but, go uh, for it. <laughs> uh, but but nonetheless, you know, there's that. You know, the dinosaur barbecue, which we went back to when you know, we were back for the reunion and, and then certainly with, you know, such a heavy presence, um, with, uh, you know, SU there, I mean, you know, what a great experience it was for us, you know, to be able to, to witness, uh, you know, some big football and basketball games. Um, you know, that was, that was, that was the first for me, uh, certainly for, for us college sports. So, um, you know, you, you got a firsthand taste of, uh, again, what, uh, you know, what it means to, um, you know, certainly Syracuse and, and, and whatnot. So, you know, that, and, and we spent a lot of time at the mall, uh, <laughs> back in the day as well, uh, touring when, uh, we weren't at the rink. So, I mean, um, you know, it was just, it, but it was pretty much anywhere we went, you know, and, and I'm sure there's many other places that, you know, would, would come to me if I was uh, taking the time to think, but, um, you know, just pretty much anywhere we went, um, you know, and I, and I thought to, you know, it wasn't just us and the, the community, but, you know, really, you know, it was the team. So, you know, you know, Jim and, and whoever was a part then, you know, made sure that, um, you know, did a great job of us being out in the community. Like I remember being at schools and remember being at minor hockey practices and, you know, it just went on and on and, and, and we loved doing it. You know, I mean, it was, uh, you know, something that uh, was real memorable to, to, I'm sure, all of us. That is something we'll definitely miss this year with all the COVID protocols in the American Hockey League. Right. Uh, Crunch can't be out there in the community, which is uh, which is always a challenge this year. But uh, I, I know in any other normal year, yeah, the Crunch should be out uh, in full force in the community like always. Uh, do you have a, a memory or a story from your time in Syracuse that maybe you haven't touched on yet you'd like to share? 
Oh, geez. I mean, so many to pick, to pick one. I mean, certainly, you know, um, you know, the one playoff run that we went on was, was certainly very memorable. Um, you know, before we eventually lost it to Rochester, but, um, you know, that was certainly big. And, you know, I think that really just, just playing there. Like, I mean, you know, it looks so forward to playing, uh, the war Memorial, like, you know, every, every, every time we got a chance to, you know, I mean, I think, you know, the, just the, how vibrant the crowd was and, and supportive they were of us. Um, you know, I just remember being super excited to play a home game in Syracuse. And so I think, you know, there'd be a lot of smaller, uh, events and memories that, that you could recount from different games. Um, but for me, um, you know, it was certainly, uh, just being able to play there and, and to, to be able to gone back. And unfortunately, I, I, I admit I hadn't been back, um, for as short of a distance as away. And I promised Jim that, uh, I want to get back as soon as possible to see another game because when we were back a few years ago, um, yeah, it was just, uh, yeah, it was remarkable to be back and to experience that again. Yeah, well, we certainly hope you, you can make it back here uh, sooner rather than later for sure. Uh, I just want to ask you quickly about your, you mentioned Germany. You spent five seasons there or so. Uh, what was it like to get that opportunity to play uh, in Germany overseas uh, for for a good chunk of time? Yeah, again, a, a really unique opportunity, obviously being able to see a, a different part of the world. And, and again, um, you know, I guess was pretty fortunate uh, from a standpoint of uh, you speak of um, uh, loud crowds, um, <laughs> you know, they, they, they knew how to do it up. And it was, it was uh, lots from the, the singing and the chanting and I'll say the tailgating um, was a big thing there. Um, so, you know, you, you as a player would maybe show up, you know, a couple hours before a game and there'd be fans out, you know, in the parking lots and, and, uh, you know, already starting. So, you know, I, again, um, you know, high level of hockey, um, lots of, again, reconnected with so many different uh, guys that had played with or against in the American hockey league. And, um, you know, it was, was really fortunate. Uh, again, one of those things you appreciate that much more is, you know, people quite often save uh, for their retirement to travel and see places like Europe and whatnot. And, you know, you reflect on it and say, well, yeah, I was there to play hockey, but at the same time, you know, to be able to live in, in a, you know, in a country like Germany for five years and experience the culture and, and obviously uh, play the game you love uh, and earn a living. It's, uh, it's a pretty special um, time. So, um, you know, it wasn't the long NHL career that maybe envisioned, but um you know, I feel pretty fortunate to play the game uh, at the level I did and, and get the experiences. And, you know, I, I was afforded to in both Syracuse and, and in Germany. Uh, sounds like a pretty good deal for sure. This is Brent Tully, uh, former Syracuse Crunch defenseman who spent three years here in Syracuse. Brent, we really appreciate the time here today. Thanks so much for doing this. We uh, certainly hope you can make it back to Syracuse uh, sometime soon once once travel, I guess, becomes a little bit easier again. Uh, but we hope to see you soon, and, and thanks again for doing this. My, my pleasure. All the best uh, for a great season. Uh, wish the crunch the best in, in the organization, of course. And, and uh, thanks very much for having me on. 
There he is, defenseman Brent Tolley, who spent three seasons with the Syracuse Crunch, 1994 through 1997. We appreciate him giving us time here on the show this week, and we hope you enjoyed that conversation. Let us know if you did. Let us know with a rating and a review, a subscription to Crunch Chronicles as well. Uh, We've heard some wonderful uh, feedback here so far from some folks who have suggestions for upcoming guests as well, uh, uh, along with some stories that we've heard over the last couple of weeks with some of these former Syracuse Crunch players. We'd love to hear uh, a story if you have one about Brent Tully or anyone else we've had on the show so far. You can email me lfavali at syracusecrunch.com or you can e- uh, you can uh, tweet me at Lucas Favali on Twitter as well. But again, we've uh, very much appreciated some of the, uh, the words we've s- received uh, since the launching of this show uh, just a few months ago. So we, we uh, look forward to hearing more from all of you listeners wherever you are here today. And we certainly hope you enjoyed, again, this conversation with former Syracuse Crunch defenseman Brent Tully. It was so fun to hear, you know, just I, I, I guess we hear it uh, enough from some of the other guys as well. Uh, but just you know, the, the relationships that they build as teammates over the years uh, and with uh, Brent Tully talking about his his relationship with Brian Loney and, and John Baduk, the two guys we talked to over the last couple of weeks as well. Uh, just uh, just fun to hear. Uh, you know how maybe they're not necessarily in contact all the time and might be a while uh, between conversations or meetings, but they pick up right where they left off uh, from that point as well. So uh, it, it's just neat to, to have that connection and it all flows through Syracuse and from their time with the Syracuse Crunch. So uh, thanks to Brent Tully for joining us this week. Crunch season is well underway, as we know, a month into the year now and rolling strong here in Syracuse. That'll do it for us on this week's episode of Crunch Chronicles. Thanks to Brent Tully for joining us. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with another wonderful episode of Crunch Chronicles.